Hey fam, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to like this podcast if you like it. Share it with someone close to you. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. What that does is it helps other people who may also like this content see this content. And when you subscribe, this podcast will show in your feed so you can listen whenever and wherever I fit in your rotation. Today is the second episode on people in our series, 100 Days In. We're talking about how important it is to surround yourself with people in general and how to navigate different relationships and attitudes. We're near the finish line in our 100 Day series already, and we've got a lot more content to come. I want to give you a heads up, though. We're going to take a short break after this series and regroup in time for next year. Building and putting together content consistently takes time and effort. And as I go into grind season where I plan to work a ton, I want to be sure that when I come out of grind season that I can devote time to this podcast. More importantly, it's content. And we've got a bunch of stuff coming up next year as it relates to content, but I will save all of that for some future time. For now, let's talk about your circle. You know, this past year has been a life-changing year for me, and I don't say that lightly. This time last year, I was coming out of depression and low self-esteem. I was getting into the gym, something I had done consistently before, and just a lot of things mentally and emotionally was changing for the better in my life. This change, or, or should I say this time of change in particular, was hard in and of itself. I had to deal with a lot of emotions and experiences that I had kept buried for so long. I had to unlearn a lot of bad habits, reframe narratives that painted me as a victim of my circumstance and not the victor. The change didn't come easy at all. In fact, the change was hard. It was very difficult trying to navigate and put together the pieces of my life that had been broken for so long without my knowledge. Speaking of which, that's the one thing about being broken for so long that is so scary. When you are broken for so long, you accept you as you are. Imagine that's how it'll always be. And you learn to live like that. You know, a little while ago, I was talking to a friend of mine about food prices. And we all have experienced the high food prices in the last two years, although admittedly they are coming down. Anyways, he was telling me how difficult it was for him to choose the foods he really wanted to eat because of the food prices. I remember um, saying to him something to the effect, you know, all I know is how to make a dollar out of 15 cents. You know, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. I learned through poverty early on how to make your dollar stretch, especially when it comes to food. I know how to make a meal by slapping stuff together, as we would say. And, and that's all good. Nothing wrong with that. But that's a habit and the skill that I learned in poverty. So when food prices started to go up, I simply defaulted to what I know. I didn't lose my mind when a pack of chicken went from $4 to $8. In fact, I didn't notice it until it had already been that way for a while. Not because I'm rich, but because I am so used to not having enough. That not having enough is the norm. It doesn't freak me out. It makes me resourceful. We become resourceful in our brokenness. We turn to things that soothe our pain, even if it leaves us damaged in the long run. And we think it's healthy which is the sad part. We think it's admirable to work two jobs just to make ends meet. It's not a sacrifice if you work two jobs and one of those checks is all discretionary income. It's not smiled upon to not need two jobs, no, but we celebrate hustle culture as a way to show admiration to people who live above their means while never addressing the fact that they're living above their means. We turn to alcohol or liquid courage as a way to do things we wouldn't do or be okay with what we're not okay with. We will get high to avoid tough situations and scenarios. 
We will sleep with whoever if it means we can have a moment of higher self-esteem. You know, when I was going through depression, I didn't know what to do. I had never been so down. I hadn't been that hurt in a long time. And it wasn't like buying groceries like I talked about. I know how to stretch a dollar, but I didn't know how to cope and process my feelings in a healthy way. I didn't know how to have the conversations I needed to have in order to get better. But thank God I had a circle, not just friends, and I have a lot of them, but my circle aren't just friends. These are people who I can lean on. These are people who I can talk and have the most open and honest conversations with. My friends all love me and send me words of encouragement when I'm down, but I have to let my friends know that I'm down. (laughs) My circle, however, these are the people who just pop up, right? One of my very close friends called during the season of depression. He asks, he goes, you know, how are you? And of course, you know, as a typical reply, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm doing wonderful. He immediately stops and says, uh, no, you're not. You know, I can hear it in your voice. I'm on my way. And he showed up 30 minutes later with a couple of my other friends and they stayed all night. You know, the people in your circle know you better than anyone else. These are the people who don't take no for an answer. They won't let you fall. They won't let you drift. And they have three main qualities. The first character quality of your circle, expectancy. My friends are glad when I do well and they encourage me when I'm not doing well. But my circle expects me to do well. My circle has skin in the game. I, I like to think of it like this. You know, my, my friends give me, uh, will give me a bus fare, you know, to get across town to the interview. But my circle, my circle will make sure I get my hair done. I, I, they make sure I'm wearing something nice. They, they make sure I ain't got boogers in my nose. My circle will take me to the interview, wait outside till I'm finished. And then when I get back in the car, they look at me with that, you know, how did it go look and want to know all about it. My circle has a level of expectation of me because they know what's in me. Ooh, that'll preach. They see stuff I can't see. When I tell my friends that I can't do something, they just encourage me to come back and try again when I'm ready. But when I tell my circle, they'd be like, you lying. Cause I seen when you did, or I seen when you said, let's go, you made for this. When I wanted to start a podcast, my friends, as nice as they are, were like, I, I think you'll be great. And if it doesn't work out, no worries. I know you'll be fine. But when I pitched the idea to my circle, they was like, okay, so when it drop? What time you record? What what you need? You got what you need? Your circle should expect of you based on what they see in you. The second quality of the folks in your circle, graceful, yet assertive. I was watching some basketball game on YouTube and I don't even watch a lot of sports like that, but whatever. Uh, I was watching, I was in a YouTube wormhole, and we all know how that goes. Anyways, there was a, a young guy, young kid, uh, couldn't have been any more than about 23, um, playing on the court in, you know, one of those old school amateur neighborhood basketball games. And he's a little short, and the other guys on the court are, are you know, decent uh, size taller than, than he is. Now, this kid takes a shot from the three-point line. And right as he gets off the ground and the ball leaves his hand, one of the other players on the opposing team runs right into him. Now, the guy was definitely playing more football than basketball. I don't know. But, you know, I don't know the rules like that, but it it was giving football to me. Anyways, he rams into the kid and the kid falls. But his father's there 
and you can see his dad on the sidelines. And, and when the kid, uh, he hits the floor, he's like on his butt and, and you hear the dad on the sideline going, you know, that's all right, son, you got this. I know you got this. That's no big thing. That's no big thing. Keep going. Now me, I see you do that to my son. I might have to lay hands. Amen. Uh, but this dad didn't lose his cool and he didn't talk to the problem. Uh Oh, he kept his eyes on his son and he made it safe to be knocked down, but comfortable, but uncomfortable to stay down. That kid, along with his team, ended up winning the game. Your circle should be like that dad. Graceful if you get knocked down. Understanding. Patient. But they're not going to let you stay down. They are assertive, sometimes even forceful, in getting you to do and be what they already know you to do and be. One time I was in the studio with a guy in my circle and I wasn't feeling the best, but I didn't want to cancel the session. I went in and played it safe. My friend stopped me halfway through the song and he says, Lawrence, let's just wrap it up and go home. And you can come back when you're ready to sing. <laughs> he had seen me at my best and he knew at that moment that I was not at my best. Your circle is graceful yet assertive. A third quality of your circle submission we talked about this some time ago listen people who are not submitted people who do not answer to anyone are some of the most dangerous people in the world even with how old i am now my mama is still someone who i answer to she has saved a whole lot of people from being hurt and she has kept me out of jail why because i know if i act a fool at the grocery store my mom ain't running down to the courthouse trying to get me out she ain't she ain't cashing in checks and putting houses up for sale. She gonna be on the phone like, well, that's what you get. <laughs> You're lucky I wasn't there. I would have beat you myself. <laughs> Whenever I feel disrespected by, by someone much older than me, I instantly think, you know, if I go off on them, will my mama grant me a quick and painless death or will it be slow and very painful? I'm dead serious, though. You know, your circle should answer to someone, a, a mentor, their God, their, their mom, somebody. People who are not submitted and who do not take advice and direction from anyone are following their own plan. And I know the culture wants me to tell you that following your own path is the way to go. And in certain contexts, it is. Do what you want to do. But human history has proven that people who lack the ability to submit go into destruction at best and destroy the people around them at worst. Every philosopher, every religion, every company and business, every nonprofit, every entrepreneur who finds success are successful because they are submitted. If Jesus Christ, who was and is the Messiah, submits himself, who are you to not be submitted? Who are your friends that they won't submit to someone? The three branches of government act in submission. I mean, we can go on and on. The president of the United States, named the most powerful person in the world, has to yield to the ways of Congress. Congress, the people's house, doesn't get absolute control over the presidency or the administration. The court has to get approval of Congress to even exist as is, and Congress yields to the rulings of the court. I, I feel like I can stay here all day. Submission has become a dirty word in our culture and partly for uh, the right reasons. We, we have continuously had people in power abuse that power. 
And in an effort to no longer be victims, we don't preach submission anymore. And then we wonder why and how people can live in their own world at the detriment to the people around them. It's because we have no submission. We won't listen to anyone who don't make us happy. Your circle of friends should be submitted. And that's where I leave you. The first quality of your circle, expectancy. Are they okay with you being in the same place mentally, physically, emotionally, even spiritually? As you are right now, if the answer is no, add them to the circle. Your circle should be graceful yet assertive. They appreciate and can respect the fact that you have or will fail. And they're not willing to let you stay in a broken state, even if it means they have to sacrifice. And your circle should also be submitted. People who are not submitted are surely on a path to destruction. The only hope is that destruction is contained around them. I hope you enjoyed this. Come back next time as we continue and complete our series 100 Days In. I'll talk to you then.